September 11th, 2001. A day you shall remember for as long as you live. Those were the words of Dan Rather as he began the CBS Evening News on that tragic day. How right were the words of Dan Rather on that tragic, unforgettable day? Alpha Dave, the general, your alpha male in chief, today on Bold Alpha, only appropriate we remember the tragic events of September 11th, 2001. It still amazes me today. It amazes me that it's been 19 years since that day that, uh, that attack on the United States of America took place. And it's still as fresh in my mind today as it was back then, 19 years ago. At the time, it was surreal. And I I will never forget where I was, the events that took place that day. At the time, my office, uh, since I was my flagship station for the Cigar Dave show, was 970 WFLA in Tampa. And ironically, my office was at J-Corps Broadcasting the J-Corps Broadcasting Radio Complex on Gandhi Boulevard, which, as the crow flies, is about two nautical miles from MacDill Air Force Base, the home of Central Command, and how important CENTCOM would be to the war on terror. Who knew back then? But I will never forget, I was out of town that weekend. I had done my show, and I had to go out of town for a couple of days. My flight got in that Monday night, very late. September 11th, 2001 was a Tuesday. My flight got in very late, so I said, I will sleep in. Instead of getting up around 6, I will sleep into about 7.30. No rush to get into the office. I had kind of a light day, not, not that big of a deal. Well, as I'm in the shower, I had my radio on, and I'm listening to 970 WFLA, AM Tampa Bay, hosted by Jack Harris and Ted Webb, two longtime colleagues and friends. Jack Harris just celebrating his 50th anniversary in broadcasting. And I will never forget, Jack said, we're getting reports that a small plane may have crashed into the World Trade Center. And that was probably around 8.45, 8.50 a.m. And as soon as I heard that, and I'm a pilot myself, the first thing I said was, is the weather bad? Are there planes on an instrument approach? But that would be odd because the instrument approach for both Newark and the runways into LaGuardia do not take them over the southern tip of Manhattan. And I quickly got out of the shower, turned on my TV that was in the uh, that's in my bathroom, and video starts to pour in. And then the next thing you know, they're saying that indeed a plane had crashed into the World Trade Center, and that at as I'm watching at 9:03, they're showing live shots of the fire from the North Tower of the World Trade Center. And all of a sudden, you, you, I can see this plane coming in, and you see it going in, and, and, and I think I was watching the Today Show or Fox News at the time. I can't remember. But all I remember, everyone saying, oh, my God. And as soon as I saw that second plane going in, I got chills down my entire body, and I said, the United States is under attack. This is not a plane that is deviated. And the weather was picture perfect, a beautiful September morning in New York City. And then, of course, at 9.37 a.m., Flight 77, American Flight 77, crashes into the Pentagon. 9.59 a.m., the South Tower of the World Trade Center collapses. At 10.03 a.m., 
United Flight 93 crashes into a field in Shanksville, Pennsylvania. And just about 25 minutes later, at 10.28 a.m., the North Tower of the World Trade Center collapses. Now, during this time, I immediately rushed in. I, I finished getting dressed, had the radio on in my car. Uh, where I lived at the time was maybe seven, eight minutes uh, from the j Broadcasting Center. I immediately got in, and I knew it would be all hands on deck at 970 WFLA, as well as their sister station, 93.3 FLZ, my longtime friend, Todd Schnitt, who did the uh, MJ uh, Morning Show at the time. Uh, was on all day, and I remember being pulled in umpteen different directions from uh, from WFLA to WFLZ, helping out, uh, getting reports. And I don't think I left that night until about nine ten o'clock. And it was just the most eerie, surreal feeling. Everybody walked around in shock. We we all did what we needed to do to report what was going on. And of course, phone lines were opened up. People needed to talk. People needed to vent. And it, it is a shame. It is a tragic shame that today that the vast number of talk radio stations in this country are syndicated most of the day or all of the day, and there's no opportunity for Americans, for citizens, for residents of a local community to pick up the phone and share their thoughts, get questions, interact. You can tell me all you want about texting or emailing or using social media. It is not the same as talking to a person one-on-one the way that I'm talking to you right now. But I will never forget that day, watching all the coverage. People were stunned, and it didn't take long. By that afternoon, Al-Qaeda, Osama bin Laden, a name that most Americans had never heard about, but eight years prior, he tried to set uh, bombs, uh, explode bombs in the basement of the World Trade Center eight years prior. He was already on the radar of the presidential administrations, both Clinton and Bush, the CIA, the FBI, all of our intel agencies, they knew who Osama bin Laden was. We may not have. We may not have been as familiar. President Clinton had the opportunity to whack him. Remember, he also was responsible for the bombing of the USS Cole, our embassies in, uh, in, in Africa. And President Clinton, while fighting impeachment, had the opportunity to eradicate Osama bin Laden didn't do it. That's mistake number one. There were other times as well. The other important item you must remember, the CIA, George Tenet, the CIA director at the time, knew full well, knew full well what was going on. He knew. He had gotten chatter. And his intel agents and other officials at CIA headquarters He was briefed that there was chatter going on. Something was going to take place with our aviation system. Now, there's plenty of blame to go around. The airlines had the opportunity. We're told they must fortify the security. Al Gore, during the Clinton administration, led a panel looking at what needed to be done. The recommendation was to fortify the cockpit doors and increase security. The airlines all balked because of the cost. And then we had to bail out the airlines. Not the only time we've had to bail those bastards out. So they refused. That's one finger to point the blame to. The other finger, George Tennant had the information. It was so vital that he got in his car with, George, uh, uh, with John Brennan, 
who at the time was Tenet's right-hand man. And in the car, he called Condoleezza Rice, who was the national security advisor at the time, who, by the way, is a traitor to this nation. Make no mistake. Everyone portrays her as just this wonderful, fabulous woman that should be the commissioner of the NFL or she should be, she should be a vice presidential candidate. What I'm about to tell you will render all of that moot. George, or, or, or George Tenet, John Brennan, they're in George Tenet's car, immediately heading over. He calls over. Tells, tells Condoleezza, Condoleezza Rice, I need to see you immediately. I'm coming over. She says, no, I don't have time. He said, you're going to make the time. I'm coming over right now. The day before, they had intel information that something was going down. They went in to see her, and she said, well, what do you want me to do? Shut down our aviation system? And George Tennant said, yes, until we can figure out what's going on. Condoleezza Rice refused. Now, it would have taken brass balls to do it, but when you are in a position of advising the president and looking out for the security of the United States of America and this nation and its citizens, you take that seriously. And you go out in front of the American people, you brief the president immediately and say, Mr. President, we need to do this. You're going to take heat, but we're getting solid intel. And if, if George Tennant had that intel, and it wasn't, it wasn't uh, flippy, you know, flimsy intel, it was legit intel, she refused to do it. The next day, the attacks take place. So Condoleezza Rice should be tried and executed for treason. I have stated that all along, and that's controversial, but it's true. Condoleezza Rice is no prize. She's an enemy of America for what her actions took place on September 10th by not shutting down the aviation system when the CIA brings her the intel, the solid intel she does nothing. But it forever changed this country, how we now go through airports, how we get on airplanes. It has changed our certainly our relationship with how we look at Muslims. There is a there is a percentage, could be a small percentage, but they are radical Islamic Muslim terrorists. Not the entire religion, but unfortunately they take the Muslim religion and they pervert it to a very, very wicked interpretation. Now, the war on terror will continue. Certainly all of our intel agencies have prepped. They are they're always monitoring. You look at FISA warrants, how that has changed, monitoring not only foreigners but Americans and how they used FISA warrants, which were initiated as part of the, the war on terror, the Patriot Act. The previous administration used that authority, perverted that authority, to spy on President Trump, the Trump campaign, and Trump officials. So we look at all the different things that have changed because of 9-11. That day changed this nation forever. Dan Rather was right. A day you shall remember for as long as you shall live. So on this 19th anniversary, let us reflect back. For those of you that maybe are 18 that are listening, or 19, or 20, 21, 22, 25, that may not even remember the events of 9-11, go back and watch the video. Read up. I hope that schools still teach, or do teach, about the tragic events of September 11, 2001. Unfortunately, as we know, many schools in this country are derelict 
in teaching American history, teaching World War II history, teaching the events, the history of what took place on 9-11-2001. And that is a travesty. That is just an outrage. So to those of you that may not be familiar with the events of September 11th, you were young, you weren't born, refresh, read, watch the accounts, the television newscast accounts. It will still send shivers up your spine. It does to me 19 years later. Hard to believe. And many of the people, the first responders, police, fire, EMS, they're no longer with us because of all the contaminants that were in the World Trade Center buildings. The two, Actually, there are three buildings that collapsed. People think the north and the south. There's also a third, I think, 26-story tower that collapsed as well. So on this day, let us remember the events of September 11, 2001. May all the Americans and all the first responders who, and those on the various aircraft who lost their lives, may they all rest in peace. May we never forget the attack on America, September 11, 2001, 19 years ago.